Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot, brought to you by Tabletop Artisans. I'm James D'Amato, your game. This week we have a treat for you. We were commissioned by the fine folks at Ulysses Spiel to preview the latest edition of Torg, Torg Eternity. For those who don't know their early 90s role-playing history, Torg is a multi-genre, interdimensional role-playing game created originally by Greg Gordon and someone you may recognize from one of my other podcasts, Bill Slavishek at West End Games. In case you're not a dedicated fan of Never Tell Me the Pods, Bill Slavishek also worked on the Star Wars West End role-playing game, and he did quite a bit of work for it. Bill came up with a lot of details that today make up the Star Wars canon. He named Twi'leks, Rodians, and expanded a lot on the unfinished details of the Star Wars universe. Torg is a game where he allowed that creative talent to flow freely. The basic premise of Torg is that other dimensions are invading Earth. Different sections of the planet have been completely overtaken by other worlds. For instance, the United States is overrun by dinosaurs. Torg does a good job of riding the line between taking itself seriously and not taking itself too seriously. In fact, Torg is a tongue-in-cheek acronym for That Other Role-Playing Game. Now, if the bonkers setting and tentative connection to the Star Wars Expanded Universe wasn't enough to get me excited about this, this game. I'm also pleased to tell you that Torg is one of the crunchiest games we have ever had on the show. I am constantly contacted by people asking why I don't have more mechanically complex systems on the show. Part of the reason is it takes so much more to learn those games. Thankfully, Eric Simon was gracious enough to come onto the show and represent Ulysses Spiel by running Torg for us. If you're someone who likes a rich, mechanically interesting game, Torg is definitely a game for you. But I'll let it speak for itself. Before we get to the show, we have a quick word from our sponsors for this week, Tabletop Artisans. Tomorrow, they'll be launching the Kickstarter for their Adventurer's Kit. It's an all-encompassing gaming accessory designed to carry everything a player would need to play a tabletop RPG, and it doubles as a playing area. Before the Kickstarter goes live, you can visit tabletopartisans.com for more information. And finally, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank our backers on Patreon. Thank you, Madgewit. Madgewit! Madge! Madge made the Sneaky 2 Bike logo and helps manage the Discord. Uh, we should explain what the Discord is quickly. Yes, there is a fan Discord for the One Shot Podcast Network. It's really for all of the shows on the One Shot Network. It's a place for people who listen to the shows to gather together, play games, discuss the show, discuss other things apart from the show. And if you like the sorts of games that we play here, uh, it's, it's a great way to make that happen. Thank you. Thank you, Madge, for listening to us and liking the stuff that we do and uh, for doing Discord stuff. Absolutely. And that brings us to FlashoverArts.com. <laughs> FlashoverArts.com. <laughs> for all of your Flashover <laughs> Arts needs. Thanks again to all of our backers on Patreon, current and future. You make what we do possible. And of course, one of the things the Patreon makes possible is the one-shot Twitch stream, which will be going live this Wednesday at 8 p.m. to show off another board game. Now, I don't know what game that is because I'm actually recording this two weeks before this episode goes live. Please join us at twitch.tv slash one-shot-rpg. Now, I don't want to take up any more time up at the top of the show, so with all of that out of the way... Let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up is a voice that should be familiar to you because I interviewed her for one shot, but she actually hasn't played with us yet. That's Tanya DePass. 
Hello, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Tanya. How are you feeling? Good. I'm actually home for a week. Uh, Yeah, you are sort of jet-setting all over the place right now. For the listeners at home who might not have heard the interview, uh, Tanya, where might they be familiar with your work from? Um, Either I Need Diverse Games, which is about diversity in gaming, both tabletop and video games. I also have a weekly podcast called Fresh Out of Tokens. I go to far too many conventions for my own good. Um, I was just at PAX East, and I will be heading off to Quirinus and Games Conference next weekend. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining uh, us for Torg. Uh, we're going to get to your character explanation in a little bit. Um, but first, I want to introduce the rest of the cast. And next up is somebody I'm very excited to introduce. Uh, is a performer who I've worked with in Chicago a lot, and I really like uh, the way he does his performances. I cannot wait to see what he's like at a role-playing table. That's Alan Linick. Uh, hi there. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Alan. How are you? Good. Doing well. Uh, so, Alan, you very recently dived headfirst into the world of role-playing games. Yeah. Just picked up 5e a little a little under a year ago, and uh, I'm working on a homebrew campaign that I'm actually sharing with another DM who's running a second game out of. Oh, neat. And uh, we're doing a podcast about, like, sharing a world and building lore and playing in each other's games it's that's called, cool it is it's a lot of fun it's uh, the podcast is called tldm and <laughs> our twitter is tldm podcast so if people are interested they can check it out there. yeah definitely i get questions about uh, co-gming stuff all the time it's something that i think a lot of people are very curious about and it's a great place to start is to have an entire podcast dedicated to the balancing act there so that's cool yeah it's a lot of fun to um, do and to play let's uh, move on to our next player and that is Ganon Reedy. Hey, James. Ganon. What's going on? I love the energy that you bring to the top of show introductions. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to bring it. Yeah, always boisterous. Uh, you might recognize Ganon uh, from the Neo Scum podcast. Yeah, it's a fresh new little podcast in the Shadowrun world. Me and... Mike McDonald, Casey Tony, Lenny Savage, and Blair Britt. It's a good cast. It, they're they rule. They're super fun. I'm getting Korean food with them tonight. All right. So if you like podcasts or the idea of friends eating Korean food together, you should check out the Neo Scum podcast. You should. It rocks. It's a uh, it's a cool cyberpunk world. Everyone's driving around in crazy cars, doing techno stuff. It's fun. <laughs> That's very fun. Uh, I think we're going to have a similar amount of fun today because we're going to be playing Torg. And Torg is one of those like crazy 80s, 90s role-playing games that just has some of the best concepts. It's one of those things where the designers went, what if we had everything? So I'm going to let Eric introduce us to Torg. Hello, James. Good to be back. Oh, yes. This is Eric Simon, uh, who you might recognize from Steamscapes and Rockalypse, uh, who's coming back to show off Torg to us. Yep. So uh, certainly this is not my design. Uh, this this particular design is primarily by Shane Hensley uh, with help from people like Dean Gilbert and uh, Daryl Hayhurst. So there's a, a number of folks involved in this, and I, I definitely want to make sure that I give them their shout-outs. I'm going to check my credits list uh, later and just give you a tagline to insert uh, <laughs> so that I make sure I didn't forget anybody. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so Torg Eternity is the sort of rebirth of Torg, and Torg has always been 
uh, as you say, it's it's a, a mishmash of everything kind of setting. And there were a number of those that came out in the late 80s, early 90s. But Torg takes a very different approach. So in other dimension hopping games, you've got this idea that, oh, hey, we're going to travel to this dimension now that it's open to us. Whereas in, in Torg Eternity and, and previous versions of Torg as well, the realities are coming here. And they are taking over Earth, and we are trying to defend core Earth from these realities. And all of these cosms, uh, which are what we call the realities in Torg, um, are consuming and transforming parts of the world. So there's the living land in North America that is dinosaur land, and, and that's taking over uh, things like uh, New York City and, and uh, transforming them into places where dinosaur people have giant crystal towers and, and fly on pterodactyls. So uh, if you can imagine why, why that Why are we working of, against this? What's that? Why are we working against this? This sounds great. Well, we might let that one happen, but then there are others like uh, Orosh, uh, which is where the gaunt man who is sort of the high lord in charge of the invasion um he he is his reality has brought this victorian horror setting to india uh and that's not uh necessarily as as nice a thing that we uh, we we yeah, would like to get probably sounds a lot less fun huh? yeah so uh so that's the sort of the overall premise of of Torg Eternity and as players you will be playing the heroes of of the setting who are storm knights and the storm knights are the people who are able to resist the transformative powers of these realities so you carry your reality with you and you are able to affect reality around you with your possibilities uh so with that i think i'll let everyone introduce their characters all right, Tanya, let, let's start with you. Who are you going to be playing for us this week? Um, I am a renegade priest named Xavier. He has a last name, but he will not reveal it because he gave that up when he joined the, the papacy. Ooh. Um, and so let, let's learn a little bit about what, what that means to be a, a renegade priest in this setting. <laughs> um, so Xavier has turned against the cyber papacy, which is, you know, hey – technology it's awesome i'm going to save you with it and he's like no that's not the god i grew up with so he has gone back to kind of the formative roots of his faith and he is out to try to save people the the more traditional way but on occasion with the help of lasers uh yeah of course it's i i feel like that is overlooked catholic doctrine (laughs) it's it's in there i think it was in uh the letters to the romans where he talked about lasers um, let's move on to Alan Linick. Alan, who are you going to be playing for us this Hello, week? Hello, my name is Switch von Funderblum. Uh, I was a professor before the invasion started, and quite a good one at that. But once all these forces started invading, I turned my brilliant mind to creating items that I could use to fight them off. Well, uh, I think that lays it out pretty plainly. Yeah, uh, yeah, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, can, can, uh, actually, but, but, but Tanya and Alan, can we get an idea for the audience visually? What, what, what do these characters look like, uh, in your heads? <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm in my traditional cassock. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I've got a, a sash rather than, I guess, the usual scarf that a priest is expected to wear. Um, one eye is a laser. Oh, that, that's kind of important information. It, it's important. The, the eye of God is always upon you <laughs> with intensity. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm fairly dark skin, short hair, you know, living the austere life with the exception of maintaining said laser. So. Gotcha. And Alan? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I am, I look 
like Meryl Streep's character from uh, Devil Wears Prada. Yes. But uh, <laughs> if that movie was instead set in uh, 80s uh, techno-punk Germany. So <laughs> I got like a long uh, black coat and some like fine gloves on and like uh, um, big shiny silver sunglasses that I wear and uh, designer outfits and a big uh, flashy belt and all that. <laughs> and I will add that... Uh, that Alan's character is from the Nile Empire, uh, and the Nile Empire is the cosm that is very much 20s pulp, uh, weird science kind of feel. So uh, that is definitely an eccentric inventor look. So very nice. Very cool. And uh, Ganon, who are you going to be playing? For I'm us? playing a Pleasure Tony, a monster hunter from the Victorian realm known as Orosh. When the beast came my way, I said no. I resisted, and here I am now to stick it to him. <laughs> I, I, I got a nice duster on, a couple of good-looking pistols, and a pretty nice brown hat. Excellent. Kind of Sean Connery, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah a little. A, li- a little. A bit. Like yeah. Not, not Sean leaning Sean Connery, too, too who? Hard who? Into who? It. What? Just a touch. All right. Uh, and I am going to be playing a cyber witch, also from the tyrannical rule of the cyber pope. Cyber witches are humans who have been gifted the ability to use magic. And uh, that was unfortunately uh, declared to be a heresy by the anti-pope. Uh, so I have to live in secret battling against the cyber pope. My character's name is Faye. She is a young woman, young French woman, who is wearing the most 90s-ass green sunglasses that you can possibly imagine. If you're imagining a big, giant pair of sunglasses, go more 90s than that. She's also got a uh, wicked cyber glove uh, that I assume she uses to uh, both hack the Matrix with and also cast magical spells. Uh, she's also got a rad-ass red hoodie that lets you know that she's trying not to stand out, but obviously she stands out wherever she walks. Of course. All four of you are on a ship, actually, in the Mediterranean. And this is one of the ships, uh, one of the cruisers that belongs to the Delphi Council. And you've been called here uh, to meet with the man himself, Quinn Sebastian. He is the leader of the Delphi Council. He's the one who, starting day one of the it, the invasion, he started to put together the group of Storm Knights uh, to, to fight back against the High Lords. He has called you here to a meeting, and you enter the small room inside this cruiser where it's kind of tight with the five of you, uh, but, uh, but you're having a meeting. And just a little reference, Quinn Sebastian is the distillation of... Every craggy, grizzled military figure you've seen in any 80s movie you can imagine. So all Mm -hmm. 80s action movies that have that cigar-smoking, baseball cap-wearing, grizzled figure who tells the hero what to do, that's Quinn Sebastian. Yeah, General Patton and Nick Fury got all mushed together. Yeah, basically. And uh, yeah, and so this is the sort of person that you can imagine telling Rambo what he shouldn't do, knowing full well that Rambo is about to do it. Right. So he calls you in. Storm Knights, we're here in the Mediterranean for two reasons. First of all, there is a resistance group in the cyber papacy 
that we've lost contact with. They're at a hard point, and we had been communicating with them, and now we do not have any more communication with them. That It's just, it went dark uh, a few days ago. Who? And a hard point, by the way, is a place within a reality that resists. So it's a, usually a place of cultural significance. And so it keeps the core earth reality as in sort of a bubble within the, the cosm around it. It's the, the groups stationed at Alhambra. We need you to get in there. We also are hoping to find out a little bit more about hard points. They've been really holding out that one pretty well. So we want to make sure that we're supporting them, first of all. And also, uh, a couple of you have, let's say, a little bit more of a scientific bent. And we'd like you to do spend some time there and, and do a little bit of study. See if you can give us some more detail of, of what's really making these hard points work. Yeah, I have theories, but I'd love to get out into the field and test them. That's what we're hoping. Thanks, Dr. Switch. Professor Switch. Professor Doctor. My doctorate was unfortunately revoked after a minor incident at the university. Just to be clear, I'm not claiming anymore to be a doctor or I'll say I'm subject to several libel suits. But they, they let you keep teaching there. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, they let me teach, but I'm not, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> What is this so hard points? We're going to the hard points. <laughs> right. So I need you. Uh, so Alhambra is a good choice anyway, because it's uh, it's one of the hard points that's closest to uh, a, a border. Uh, so we think we can get you in fairly, fairly easily. But you'll have to go in yourselves and find out what's happened to the, the communication from them. Is it possible they just decided to stay since it is a hard point? Well, they were... They were radioing us, so we we didn't have any indication that they were just dropping communication. This is not like Jacques. He would not just disappear. If he is not communicating, he's in danger. All right. Well, Fair you enough. just point me to where the monsters are, and uh, that's who's going to get my bullets. Well, there's probably going to be quite a few on your way in. Hoping for it. Do we have any intelligence on the what what to expect? We've got a map of the area, and he shows you this map uh, of of the area. What you can see is that the boundary of the nearest zone is mostly covering Spain. Uh, there is a tiny tip that is not being covered by the cyber papacy's uh, reality, and <clears throat> so. You look at that. Mm -hmm. He says, yeah. So as you can see on this map, uh, we're going to send you on a small boat, have you land. You're going to make beachhead at Roquetas de Mar. You're going to cross over the boundary there and then make your way up to Grenada. Okay. I'm in. It sounds fine. A plus. Any questions? What sort of beach are we planning on encountering here? Well. What can we expect? I mean... Mostly, it's the cyber papacy, so you can expect uh, a lot of surveillance, a lot of patrols. On on the storm boundary, you can expect the the usual gosbogs. And uh, at being storm storm nights, you would all know that uh, gosbogs are sort of a combination of corpses and plants. Uh, so, if you can imagine a corpse being reanimated by having it covered in plants and that get up and walk. Ugh. That's sort of what a gospog is. Kind of a last of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Um, might I have permission to bring my experimental prototype electro ray out into the field for testing? Uh, you can bring whatever you want. Ooh. 
Well, then I'm all set. What was the last communications that we received? Uh, it was just normal indication that they were uh, going on a supply run. I see. Hmm. Well, I have no more questions. Are you crying? <laughs> this is not uh, so disconnected for me. Uh, I'm afraid I knew the storm knights that uh, we are going to rescue. Did you know them very well, you seem... Intimately. You Intimately. Don't worry. Hopefully we can use my appearance to get better cover and less questions as we make our way. That's one of the things that I'm hoping. I'm hoping that both of your familiarities, Xavier and Faye, will, will help out with this mission. Hmm. Well, merci, Xavier. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I think we're ready to go. All right. Uh, so nothing in particular happens on the uh, the boat in. So you, you take a small speedboat from the cruiser uh, to Roqueta Stamar. Um, yes, yes, yeah, you can imagine uh, sort of a Mediterranean cigarette boat kind of feel. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> Very so, bondy. So you beach at Roqueta Stamar, and Roqueta Stamar is absolutely a resort town, or it was. Um, it's one of... Uh, one of the nicest settings on, on the uh, on the Mediterranean, or at least in this area, it's you know just beautiful beaches and and uh, you know lots of um, beach houses all, all along the the coast. Uh, but of course, it is almost entirely abandoned now. Um, the the problem being that uh, who would come? Uh, who would come to this place? Uh, there's you can see just a few miles to the north the familiar storm and there is an ongoing storm that always marks the boundary between realities. And you see that storm just a few miles to the North and you start heading towards it. Is there anything you want to do in preparation before you get there? Storms are usually, they play badly upon all my, all my gadgets should probably find some kind of cloak, but something that so they'll know that I'm still part of the order. Or should like to borrow my hat? It's good in a bit of rain. I don't mind getting a bit damp. Sure. Thank you. All right. I've also got this classy leather jacket if you want to borrow that as well. It might be a wee bit small for me. Yeah, I like my jackets tight. <laughs> it's a good fit. Did you get that tailored? Yeah, I got my leather jacket tailored. It was uh, <laughs> expensive. It, was, it wasn't easy. There, there's it's like that, that creak that very, very tight leather makes is... <laughs> She flexes a little bit. Yeah, it looks like a, it was like once upon a time a jacket that actually fit, and I like left it out in the rain, and I still <laughs> insist on wearing it. And, and well, I spent the money, so yeah. I'm gonna wear it. I got it for Christmas. Yeah, and the, and the life of one of the order is one of austerity. But thank you. All right. Um, is but there you, a way? You are gonna wear this hat. What? You are gonna wear this hat. Is that correct? I'm... Oh, the hat is practical. It's, yes. Okay. In that case, do you, do you want to wear? Ah, I have, I, see, I, I like you. I have my duster on right now. I just I'm rather like, fond of it. I just don't think it would fit otherwise, but I really do appreciate the offer. Okay. I just thought if we were trading garments, it was like a bonding thing, and we were all going to do that. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, is there a way for us to, like, is, is there something we can do to assess what might be waiting for us on the other side of the storm before we go into it? Absolutely. So uh, what, what you can do is... Um, when you get close, uh, and you'll have to get close to, to do this, but you can all make a find roll Ooh. Uh, to try to do that. All right. So go ahead and roll a d20. 
And then you're going to check that. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. So once again. Uh, oh, boy. When you, when you roll, you're going to. Uh, oh, I rolled a two. Okay. Oh, but it. no ones, right? No. no. Okay. So no mishaps yet. Uh, so you are going to uh, apply. You're going to check against the bonus chart at the bottom. Uh, oh. so see yeah. what your bonus is to your skill. Um, so Xavier, it looks like you are fairly low as well. I'm, I'm very, okay. Um, did anybody get something higher than a 10? You take the bonus and you plop it on your value, right? Onto your value for your skill. I got higher. Oh, wow. Okay. I got 13. 13. Okay. 18. 18. Okay. So that, uh, that is actually going to be a good success. So anytime you have uh, five or more over the target, you're going to have a good success. So, um, both of you who did succeed can see that there are dark shapes moving on the other side of the storm and they, uh, seem to be sort of rambling back and forth. And Professor Switch, you absolutely recognize that, uh, these are vaguely Gosbog shaped. So as is normal, um, frequently Gosbog will guard boundaries. Um, they're, they're a gift that the Gaunt Man gave to many of the other High Lords. And, and so uh, in spite of the fact that they're not very in tune with the cyber papacy, they're used by many of the High Lords to, to protect their territories. Okay, so I'm going to, like, not in the direction of the shapes and draw my electro away and kind of, like, turn it up to max. Uh, <laughs> and then it'll be like, prepare for trouble. And make it double. To protect the world from transformation. To insist on the sanctity of our nation. <laughs> Pleasure, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's speaking just like a Pokemon, so that works. <laughs> Pleasure, Tony. Pleasure, Tony. Pleasure. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. So, so that's probably a thing we're gonna have to do every combat now. Yeah. I unfortunately. Yes. No. <laughs> right. So, are you crossing through to uh, to face these things, or is there something else you want to do? Well, I, I think they like upon hearing that my combat could be a thing, activates her cyber glove. She is like ready. The green lines streaking through the blue glove sort of light up and there's this menacing green glow on her face as she steps out onto the deck of the boat prepared to fight. I'm seeing on my little sheet here that I am a scholar in the ways of monsters. Yes. Can mm. I do a roll to see if I can wreck... Oh, they're, they're, are we, do we know these are Gaspar? Gosbog. Gosbog? Yes. Uh, yes, uh, Professor Switch did tell you that, okay. I assume. I yeah, assume I'm not yeah. keeping that too. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Ed the Gosbox. those again. Have so, we had, uh, as a party or so as individuals, make, have we had any personal experience with them? Almost before? certainly. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Pleasure, Tony, if you want to make a an appropriate knowledge roll, sure. um, that would be perfectly fine. Ooh, acha. Hoo, hoo, hoo. That was a six. Yeah, you've heard that word. Mm. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> Goshbog, who doesn't know a goshbog there? They're big cat-like creatures, right? That's what I'm thinking of. This is not correct. (laughs) It certainly must be correct. I know I'm far dozens. Goshbog. Sure. Certainly. This (laughs) must be another thing. (laughs) It is another thing, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing, and I'm very prepared for this. (laughs) Are are you thinking perhaps the southern catbog? Oh, yes, that is what I'm thinking of. (laughs) The southern cat bog. Then that's what we're fighting, right? 
We, we can confirm. Yeah. No, it's a grass bog. But my nephew does have a southern cat bog, and it is quite a, a good pet. They are rather nice ones. They're domesticated. They're soft fur. Well, if it's if it's a living, living breathing thing, I can kill it. So I'm not so concerned. <laughs> Look, I'm a natural. I'm a natural baby. Just okay, yeah, point me in the direction. No, I'm there. no one was. Just to be clear, no one was doubting oh, you. Oh, of course not. I'm just a little <laughs> There was just some confusion over whether you had actually seen one before. I guess you know it's. I've been I've been here a while. Been in the game a while. Just never run into <laughs> the most basic form of these monsters. I suppose I'm more specialized. I'm a specialized. Are guy. you okay right now? I just I just took you're, a blow, You're you're sweating a lot. I'm very sweaty right now. <laughs> Does, does boat travel not agree with you? I'm feeling a little ill. <laughs> Pleasure, Tony. I, I think that deserves a uh, possibility. Yes. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> um, so, yes, you so can earn more of those. Player question. Yes. As part of the paper seed, would I have any kind of interaction with these animals? Would they pay attention to me if I told them to? No, because they're, they're not – they don't necessarily follow the the bureaucracy of the the cyber papacy. They're just something that Malro has gotten from the Gauntman to help protect his territory. They are mindless undead things. Okay, so there's no the light compels you. <laughs> no, not really. Damn. Then it sounds like it's time to roast some veggies. <laughs> And I'm going to fire my electro ray in the air. <laughs> the like boat, the ceiling of the boat just sizzles. What? This is a cigarette boat. There's no ceiling. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Thankfully. Not anymore. <laughs> the tarp that was covering us, protecting us from the storm. No, you shot a bird. Is what <laughs> oh. It just, it just puffs, up, puffs up in midair and then explodes into a cloud of feathers. All right. Um,. So you are crossing through then? Yes. Yes. All right. Several things happen. Uh, The first is that as you cross into a new reality, you feel the weight and change of the the axioms, the the definitions of reality that this follows. Xavier and Faye, these axioms match your personal axioms, so you are entering a place of slightly more comfort. Uh, For the other two of you, uh, this is like Core Earth, which is also – not uh, exactly attuned to your axioms, but is more tolerant. Uh, the Cyper Papacy will a- attempt to put its axioms on you uh, oh, on occasion, so you're, you are, no. you can feel yourself resisting. Uh, but all of you, in addition to the destiny cards that you already have in your hand, uh, you now get a Cosm card, Ooh. and the Cosm cards are uh, you only get one every time you enter a, a new oh, crap. reality. I have to play mine. Oh, is it your? Is yours a play immediately? Yeah, play immediately when drawn. All right, tell us, read it to us. Heretical magic. Play immediately when drawn. The first player character who rolls a mishap while casting a spell summons a demon. The GM has information on this in the Torg Core rules. I All do. Storm Knights gain two possibilities if there is at least one spellcaster in the party. You definitely have a spellcaster in the party. You all gain two possibilities. Heck yeah. So uh, I'm just going to point out that the one person that this applies to is Faye. Yes. So something that you know about the cyber papacy is that because of the law of heretical magic, it is much harsher mishap. So the next thing that you feel is you feel that there are these world laws that 
suddenly change. So in Torg Eternity, one of the things that happens as you move from reality to reality is the nature of the game actually changes. And this is reflected in the world laws. Uh, so the three world laws for the cyber papacy are, first of all, the law of the one true way. Um, so any followers of Malro, the cyber pope, have plus two to their faith total. If you are a follower, if you're casting miracles based on a different faith, which Xavier, you are, uh, you are minus two on your, your faith roles. The law of heretical magic, uh, means that mishaps occur on a one to four on the die. Oh Lord. Okay. So, okay. So be careful, James, uh, cause we now have, well, this is great, Eric. <laughs> and I feel like this is a good time as any to bring up, uh, my card. Sure. Um, which, uh, is I am not playing immediately, but will be paying, playing probably very soon into this, and is play after committing a crime against the church, <laughs> including a battle against church for- forces, but I'm assuming that casting any magic uh, is a crime against the church. Oh, here. yes. So... That'll be happening very soon. Uh, video <laughs> surveillance will capture footage of the event. Whoa! Um, so we'll, ju- we'll, we'll just we'll just wait for two seconds when I cast a spell. Sounds good. And botch um, it and summon demons. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I don't know what even that. I'm I'm very excited. Very excited. <laughs> I, I'm I'm thrilled that this came up. Uh, so so yes. Um, for the other two of you. Um, I feel like everyone should know there's a one in five chance that I'll summon a demon here. (laughs) (laughs) We just got here. One Um, in five. It's not huge. The final law is the law of suspicion, which is basically uh, just describes the surveillance state and puts cards into the Cosm deck like that one. So it means that the Cosm deck includes things that can cause you to be found out fairly easily. Um, so the other two of you, if uh, you'll, you'll notice that uh, some of the Cosm cards are bonuses. Some of them might be negatives, but anything that's a negative uh, will certainly give you possibilities as you saw. Uh, so, um, so yes, that is very exciting. I'm very happy that that came up. Uh, and the, uh, so the final thing, uh, that's going to happen is you're going to see the Gossbogs and this is going to affect you. Although you may have seen them before, uh, they're always horrifying and so everyone needs to make a spirit roll uh, right now. <laughs> this, since you just got two possibilities, maybe something worth spending possibilities on. I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna spend a possibility on this guy. Uh, so you add your next d20 to okay. that. Um, yeah, so the two is not gonna give you much, but hopefully the next d20 will. 20. Ooh, uh, so explodes. roll again. Uh, so you're at 22. Seven. So you're at 29. 29. And so we're just adding our base spirit? Or? Uh, so yeah, yeah. Your, whatever your bonus is applies to your spirit. Okay. 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 Um, so you're fine. Um, P- Pleasure Tony is absolutely fine. So I got a 14. Okay, you're fine. Um, 15. Okay, you're fine. And I'm just going to take my 7 in because I want to know what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you are... St- oh, 9. Oh, what am I seeing? <laughs> so you are stymied. Uh, you start this combat stymied, uh, which means that for the first round, any action you take, any rolls that you make will be at minus 2. Okay. So... 
I'm stymied. I thought you said you'd seen these before. Oh, I've seen this for the first time. It's messed up as hell, but you <laughs> do not look good. You don't know what happened the last time I saw Gosbog. And I, like, stare yes. off into the distance. There's uh, a flashback that the production company cannot afford. <laughs> but it, as we snap it's sort of, back, it's sort of it's in the script, and then yeah. it sort of fades out, and then suddenly back in. Yeah, and I'm firing my into the air. Three more seagulls. All right, so we are. You see, there are a total of ten of them, and they're all sort of slowly turning to face you and and noticing that you're there. And this is where we begin to enter combat. And combat in Torg is done using the drama deck. And this is where a lot of the sort of cinematic feel of the game comes from. So I'm going to explain what the uh, what the drama deck looks like and mm-hmm. uh, and how it works uh, as we go. So the first thing that happens is I draw a drama card. We are in a standard scene, so I'm going to be using the top line of the two lines there at the bottom of the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, so the first thing is, The Battle is Mine is the title of this card. And we should always, we should make sure that the cards that come up are definitely fueling our, our descriptions. Uh, and so The Battle is Mine is something that is good for the villains. They see you and they think, for puny humans, as much as Gosbogs can think such things, and they start charging towards you. So the card will indicate who goes first. In this case, the villains will go first. And uh, it will also indicate that there may be problems or bonuses for either side. In this case, the heroes have a setback which is not a good thing. Uh, so a setback is bad luck or wavering morale. So something worse is going to happen in this, and I, I will describe that as it does. So the first thing that's going to happen is they are going to charge towards you and um, and attack. And probably not all of them are going to get in this turn, uh, but there will definitely be more uh, next turn. So each of you, I'm going to attack each of you in turn, and I'm going to tell you what my attack total is, and you're going to look at your unarmed combat. So each of you have a Gosbog charging at you. So take a look at the top right of your character sheet and mm-hmm. see what your unarmed uh, defense is. Uh, so Tanya, probably going to miss just a five. <laughs> so probably not going to hit you. No. James, that's even worse. So Heck yeah. <laughs> that's probably going to hit you, though. Um, nope. So, so <laughs> Professor Switch, I have a 15 against you. What is your unarmed defense? Eight. So I have more than five over you, which means that I will get an eternity die on my damage. Oh, great. Um uh, luckily, I didn't roll super well, uh, just adding an extra two damage. Um, so that's going to be a total of 10. What is your toughness? Toughness, seven. Okay, so that's over, but not more than five over. Uh, so I'm going to do two shock to you. So you'll want to use a pencil to mark uh, your shock. And finally, pleasure, um, Tony. Does this attack rip my jacket? I'm going to say since you have a setback, yes. It absolutely okay. rips your jacket. Okay. In fact, it tears one entire sleeve Ooh! off of your jacket. And that sleeve was just waiting to pop. Oh, God. This jacket was tailor-made. So you have now one bare arm holding on uh, to your electro-array. Okay. My 
eyes are flashing with rage that none of you guys can see because I'm wearing big silver sunglasses. All right. Uh, pleasure, Tody. I don't imagine that an eight will hit you. It does not. All right. So I missed all four of you. Uh, well, I missed three of you this turn, um, but uh, but I have six more Gosbog who will be arriving this next turn. So you'll need to think about that. All right. right. And in the hero's turn, you may go in any order that you wish. So you can discuss that uh, or or, um, figure out how you want to to do things. Now, we are in combat, so you cannot play destiny cards for free from your hand. At the end of each turn, you'll put one of them face up into your pool, and that's where you play cards from. So you get basically to add a card at the end of each turn that will tell you what to do. If you want more cards, I will point out, uh, there are two actions listed at the bottom of this card. There is defend and trick. If you do one of those actions successfully, you get another card. Ooh. Hmm. So this is another way that Torg will sort of guide you into trying different things throughout the combat. Okay. Okay, so, so, so defending or trick. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Right. Trick. My trick skill is pretty treat. good. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> yeah, so, Ooh, so we put these. So, to clarify, uh, the cards we want to play, we put into a pool at, at the, the end, end of, the, of turn, the turn. Yes, and then can. we can't play them until the following turn. Correct. You, uh, gotcha. Well, you can play them this turn, but if they're things like add to a roll, it will be after your roll. But if it's something that can happen at any time, then you can play it immediately. And I'm sorry, uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory. Getting new cards. How did that work? So, if you. Uh, do one of these two approved actions. For this turn, it's defend and trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you successfully do one of those actions, then uh, you will um, be able to uh, get a new card. Okay, cool. and trick is what I'm thinking it is. It's like some clever maneuver or something like yeah, that. Yeah, basically there, uh, there are a number of different what are called interaction attacks, mm-hmm. and they're just ways to mess with the enemy. And when you mess with the enemy successfully, any any way that you do that, so it could be through trick, uh, in, in, intimidation, uh, maneuver, any of those things, you're going to put an effect on them, and you choose whether it's going to be stymied or vulnerable. Um, and vulnerable means that attacks against them have plus two, whereas stymied means that their actions have minus two. Okay. Well, I'm going to trick one. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna do like a, like a three stooges like over here over here whoop, whoop, and I'm gonna boop them on the nose absolutely. Uh, so my total is fifteen, and they rolled for fairly well against that, unfortunately. Uh, but this is not something that they're super good at. Uh, their their mind is kind of low. Uh, so they're even with the. 19 on the die, which is a plus 6. Uh, they're going to be only at a 13. So you do succeed. Uh, so you can make... We'll say one of them is is at a minus 2. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather make them vulnerable. Oh, you want to make them vulnerable? Yeah, okay. I want to make them vulnerable. Yes, absolutely. You may do that. All so right. they're, they're following you. You're, you're suddenly... Ooh. Bare arm glares palely against the the lightning of the storm behind you and uh, and they're really paying attention to you right now yeah look how i'm so pale look at it and just look they're look shielding their eyes yeah <laughs> well i want to i want to get a gauge to see how tough these guys are so i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna take a straight up shot mm-hmm. at one of the at one of these punks coming at my pal sounds good okay punks Ooh, that was a good yeah, roll. Ha, ha, ha. We're talking 19, 6 plus fire combat, 18. Oof. Uh, that is going to be enough for 
two eternity dice on your damage. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so if you go over ten, or 10. yeah. Okay, that was an eight on the eternity dice. All right, and what is the damage of that attack normally? Okay, so this is come. This is coming from the Slayer's gun. Damage thirteen. So that'll be twenty-one total. Twenty-one. Oh, uh, so so that's enough to take three of them out. You actually just Dang. shoot straight through three of them. Nice. <laughs> just like a bunch of leaves just pop up, busting up. I'm going to show them the folly of their ways and bless them with God's light through lasers. Sounds good. So that is going to be energy weapon. Ooh, hello. 16. Dang, good rolls, guys. Three. Do not mishap us. (laughs) Please don't mishap us. Ten on your energy weapon. Uh, And a demon. (laughs) That will hit them normally. What is the damage on that? Fourteen. Uh, 14 is going to be enough to, um, have a good success. So you will take two more of them out. Ooh. Go with God. Go to God. Yeah. Peach out. All right. I feel that it's absolutely necessary that I risk summoning a demon. I absolutely have to roll. (laughs) And guys, I'm going to tell you right now, if I don't make it, I am definitely not using a possibility. <laughs> we are dealing with a demon. Okay. Um, but uh, sparks of magic start flowing up uh, the cybernetic glove uh, that is on like phase. A, fa- uh, on phase arm. Uh, green sparks just start uh, moving over her uh, red coat and uh, like connecting with her green glasses. Um, she uh, raises her cybernetic hand uh, in the shape of a gun, points it at uh, one of these plant abominations, and just goes, bang. Oh, no, she doesn't. She, she doesn't summon any demons. Let's see. <laughs> You're so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen someone so disappointed not to mishap. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, but <laughs> I am still getting us in trouble anyway, Eric, because this is magic. Um, oh, yeah. uh, that would be a crime against the church. Uh, so video video surveillance uh, definitely captures this event, and all storm knights involved gain three possibilities. Whoa! Whoa! Nice. Uh, we do become wanted, though. Here's a question: Can we spend more than one possibility? No. At a time? No. No. Okay. That is why you want drama and hero cards. Um, speaking of which, uh, Doc, uh, Professor Switch, oh, you yeah. had a. Successful trick. So, so a card. since I'm possibility rich right now, yeah. and I have no idea what the possibility economy of this game is, as it's, we've just been showered with them so far. <laughs> so I, I feel like it would behoove me to spend a possibility immediately on this already very good roll. Yes. And add another d20 to it. So my total roll is 26, um, which adds 9 to my, uh, I think it is... Apparition roll here mm-hmm. for, let's see, yeah, for bullet apparition for for bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is adding nine to twelve, so twenty one is my total. Yeah, uh, that's definitely going to take out three more. Um, Hell yes. So the the setback that mm-hmm. James clearly triggered uh, by playing that cosm mm-hmm. card is that you are just. 
coming through this reality storm blazing. And, yeah. uh, you know, you've got lasers and uh, electro rays and pale arms and uh, and guns and, and magic. And you sort of look up and you see patrol drones scanning the area. And they have absolutely spotted you. Hmm. Mm. I don't suppose my wild firing into the air might have accidentally hit any of the. <laughs> Not with no, the that setback. They probably that would require that a positive storm. thing. Uh, <laughs> can, right. can I interact with the drones? Uh, very possibly on this next turn. So, okay. uh, so that's something to keep in mind for this. So the gospel are, are going down pretty quickly, but there's some problems that are happening. So we are going to. Uh, so at this time, it is the end of the turn. You may all put out a card of your choice into your pool. James, do you know what uh, card? you would like to put out and we must we put out a card uh there's there's no reason not to um just because you take them back into your hand at the end oh Oh. okay if you don't play them you take them back into your hand this is just how you make them available to play during oh in case i want them yes Um, okay then i will i'll put forth idea did you and did i make up earlier that you said we start combat with a certain number or something like that or we start uh, so every time we go to a new scene you'll refresh to four gotcha. uh, and that can include discarding cards that you don't want cool so uh we'll deal with that when we get to the next scene but for now we have a new oh wow uh so appropriately uh the next drama card is comeback so uh so heroes will go first and you have inspiration which means anyone who has taken shock you recover two of it Hey, hey. Yeah. does my jacket regenerate? No, no. Oh, <laughs> and here's the amazing thing about this one. Uh, this is one of a very rare uh, type of card because uh, uh, on the approved actions, it says any. So if you succeed in an action, you get a new destiny card. Mm-hmm. Juicy. Yeah, this is a very, a very positive result for the heroes. Uh, so you are on the comeback. Clearly. Uh, so heroes may go first. There are two Gosbog left and some drones. Wow. I'm going to pew-pew one of them with my Electro Ray. Unless yeah, anyone I, has any. Hey, I should go for it. So you're no longer stymied. Oh, sweet. It only lasts for the first round. Cool. Oh. oh. Is that a mishap? Yeah, but I think I, he but, summons but, a but, demon. But, <laughs> but is it still a mishap if I possibility it? Um, I'm going to say that since this is a comeback, uh, I will let you spend the possibility. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Uh, okay, so I roll another 20 and add to that. Yep. No. Oh, oh my God. God. The old oh double my one. God. To double one. So just as a reminder. You definitely summon a demon. I'm summoning a demon no. on purpose. Luckily, luckily, you are not using magic, first of all. Oh, yeah. uh, second of all, um, on the possibility roll, you cannot get lower than a 10. So you automatically add 10 to even though you rolled oh, a right. one. Uh, so that, I know. It's. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so you are at an 11, which is a plus zero. Uh-huh. Uh, which one were you shooting? You were shooting a. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the bigger one. The Gosbog? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, oh yeah, because I can shoot at the drones now, yes. right? Yeah. I'll shoot at a drone. Okay. I'll shoot at a drone. Um. So that'll be zero plus energy weapons is 10. Mm. They're small and uh, dodgy, so that is not going to hit them. Okay, so just more shots wildly into the air from 
Professor yeah. Switch. Sounds good. How many drones are we talking about? We're talking like four or five. Four or five drones. Yeah. Mm. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a take a pop at at a drone. Okay. Okay. Team, and since we are lush with <laughs> yeah possibilities, <laughs> I'm right. gonna possibility that puppy. Oof, not great. Well, it adds okay. ten. So, so twenty five. Combat uh, 17. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I won't even make you roll damage. Uh, these things are not tough at all. Yes. Uh, so any any shots will hit one. So one of the drones is down. Okay. Yeah, eat it. Can I catch it? I mean, it falls over there. You're, okay, I'm going to go You can finish it, off like, the Gosbog and then you can go yeah, grab I'm gonna it. I'm going to go get it. Turn it into a necklace. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to reprogram it. Oh, smart. Yeah, see, seeing seeing that like the the lights and the drones are focused on her, uh, Faye like curses under her breath, um, and uh, like opens her hand to like have m- multiple like little green glows uh, that appeared on the end of her two fingers before, um, trying to uh, hit as many drones as possible with a magic strike. So if you look at your bullet power, mm-hmm. um, you should see that it has uh, some attacks that you can make in a turn does it list that in that line there there are no notes or anything oh, like for the, that for a bullet yeah oh, okay so yes uh with the bullet power mm-hmm. you can declare that you are multi-targeting and the way this works is that every additional target you add is an extra action so you are multi-acting essentially okay and so every additional one is going to be another minus two um so you decide how many you want to try to shoot how many are there there are four left. Okay. Do it. I'm doing all four, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you are at a minus eight. On minus this. eight or minus six? Because it's every additional, right? Good point. Yes. yes. Uh, so it is It is minus six. I can still do basic math. <laughs> I rolled the four. I did it. I rolled the four. Here we go, baby. Hey, heroes. It's James. How you doing? How's the show going for you? Uh, We're just taking a quick break in the middle of the show here to talk to you about our sponsor for this month, and that is the Tabletop Artisans Adventurers Kit. Now, if you're like me, you're tired of carrying around everything you need to play in three separate containers just to find out when you open it that your pages have been crimped and your character sheets have been torn while they were in there. Thankfully, you'll soon be able to protect your books and character sheets with the Tabletop Artisans Adventurers Kit. It's a carrying case that doubles as a playing area, and it's going up on Kickstarter tomorrow. It holds everything a player would need to play, including dice, minis, character sheets, books, cards, pens, pencils, and it even comes equipped with a portable charger and pencil sharpener. Go to TabletopArtisans.com to find out more about the Adventurer's Kit and back it when it comes out on Kickstarter tomorrow to help make the perfect tabletop carrying solution become a reality. I want to thank the Tabletop Artisans again for sponsoring the show this month. Sponsors like them help us fairly compensate ourselves for the work that we do every week to bring you this show. Uh, With all that out of the way, let's get back to the episode. Let's see what's going on with that demon. So this is a this is a, a casting rule fail. Yes. Okay. I my card affects that too. Uh, oh dear. When your hero or ally fails a casting roll with magic or miracles, the caster suffers four shock instead of the usual two. <laughs> All other allies within twenty meters suffer two shock. All those affected gain one possible. Okay. okay. So everybody gain uh, two shock. Gotcha. James, yeah. you gain four. <laughs> so. 
you can see already she was a little bit emotionally unhinged uh, going into this fight. Um, and the first uh, shot that she fired from her hand, you know, this wild uh, bit of green energy streaked through the air, blowing up this horrible monster. Uh, as soon as the lights came down on her, you know, she turned to them and her face got incredibly angry and green magic started crackling around her glasses. <laughs> she opened up her fingers to target all four of them. You could see the pulsing energy uh, moving up her arm and this like swirling nexus of power that last time had worked perfectly, creating a beam to shoot through the monster. This time, it looks unstable. Uh, the energy is crackling, and she starts to scream and yell uh, as she loses control of this energy. And Eric, I have to know, what happens as I roll a four? So Because we're all suffering shock. <laughs> so you all stand there in shock as... And I'm going to go ahead and change this scene uh, because we are technically the presence of a demon changes this from a standard to a dramatic scene. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so what happens at this point is the air in front of where you were trying to shoot mm -hmm. just splits open and you see a hell realm on the other side and you're, you're seeing a window to just <laughs> eternal damnation the look and that tanya is giving me right now and through no, that xavier is giving you that look. thank this is what we get for bringing a heretic along <laughs> through that window wow steps this towering red figure with flaring wings and horns and goat legs and it stares at you uh Faye, and and is clearly in, enraged by its presence and your presence. It steps from behind the two Gosbog and just grabs them both and pulps them with its two hands. Oh, thank you. Sacre oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to gently push Faye towards the thing and take like a couple of steps back. Don't be a coward, Doc. Nope, just watching for science. <laughs> um. Mm. So I think, uh, Xavier, you have not acted this turn. Is that correct? No, I have not. You, uh, well, before you do, um, I will say that everyone must make another spirit roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Ah! I rolled 20, spirit. so roll again. Roll again. All right. Spirit. 19. So 39 is quite good. Ooh, seven. So, um, Pleasure, Tony. You are fine. I'm it's another fine. monster. I'm ah, it's time I'm to friggin' party. So, all right. I got a 20. Roll it again. Oh, yeah. It blows so I'm up. I'm roll another one. Yep. And this is on the possibility spend expenditure? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's you're at a total of 31 then. Okay. So, 11. So, that would be 42. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> I better be. <laughs> on what? Spirit? Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm at 42. No. Uh, so, 31 gives you oh. a plus 10. So, you're at a 21 a spirit, which, seven. yes, is, is absolutely fine. And... Oh, I'm I'm reaching for the Bible. I'm reaching for the Bible. <laughs> um, put, put it on uh, your so, forehead. So, uh, Faye, oh, yeah. uh, your roll on spirit. Can I do an action? Uh, she must react first. Okay. Uh, she must deal with the, the presence of the demon first. Ooh, uh, not good on that. I will spend... All right. Uh, <laughs> now that you've had your big yeah. mishap, you're going to go ahead and start spending some possibility. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, and I rolled a 19 on, on the possibility. Uh, so... 
That brings it to 24. So you're at a plus 8. Plus 8. And where's On your spirit. spirit? Oh, that's just... Oh, uh, 18. Yeah, absolutely fine. So everybody's fine. Um, uh, so you have... Uh, can I, can it, I elect to fail just to know you, what would happen? You could. Okay, I, you, I fail. All right, so you, now you are very stymied. So you're at a minus four for the next round. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> See what science gets you. See what science I mean, I'm you. just so curious. Curiosity killed the cat. I'll give you a possibility for taking that. <laughs> okay. That's good because I spent one on the roll that I then decided that you then I failed. Decided, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you that possibility back and I'll give you another one. Ooh. Because I'm a Possibilities nice are endless. <laughs> Um, I, I think we could use a touch of faith right now. Probably. And, and so I'm going to bless everyone. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, what attribute are you blessing? I'm going to bless uh, combat. Uh, well, oh. so so dexterity oh. is one of the more common. Uh, so you see most of the physical um, attacks are going to be based on dexterity. And I'm going to bless everyone on dex. So, yeah. So that's not. This is probably worth spending a possibility on. (laughs) It is. It is right there. 20. Hey. There we go. Five. So your total, all all of the three together is. All three dice together is. So that. 31, I think? Yes. Okay. So a 31 then is going to be a plus 10 on your faith, uh, but you are at a minus two because you do not believe in the the cyber pope. Okay. Uh, so you're, so uh, plus eight on your faith is going to be what? Um, 18. Uh, on my faith? Yeah. Where's my faith? 14. So that's 20. 22. Certainly an out- outstanding success. So you all get plus two decks. Um, so all of your uh, skills that are attached to decks, just uh, you remember that you're at a plus two for all of them. Um, this will also affect uh, your dodge for anything that is done against you that you m- m- might be dodging. All right. And at the end of that round, I was thinking that we'd be done with this by now, but apparently no. no uh, go ahead and put out another destiny card. I'm going to summon demons. I'm um, still going to keep idea. Yeah, no, you keep the ones out that you had. So you're adding more cards, and you can play any of the cards in your pool. Guys, what if I mess up another roll and summon another demon and trick it into fighting this, this demon? Yeah, so okay. that, that has been used. Uh, you, <laughs> the cause of card has been used. Uh, Faye definitely activated it. Um, and, uh, and so both of the destiny cards you have in front of you, can, you can use at any time as, that it's appropriate. And also you can trade cards from your pool with each other. So if you want one person to be powered up or to do something in particular, um, that's something that you can do. All right. We move on to the next round. And once again, uh, we are in dramatic. So... Oh, this is not a bad one. So you see this demon come in front of you, and the card is, let him have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you need to deal with this right away. And so the heroes will be going first, since we're on dramatic. And you also have a flurry, which means you get a free extra action, which can be a second attack. Um, You also have um, attack and intimidate as the approved actions for this round so heroes will go first okay so uh is this this is an evil creature oh yes this is evil yes all right (laughs) i've got just the trick for just a moment like this and i reach into my little pouch in my duster and i pull out a a beautiful blue smoky bullet 
and I plop it in to my Slayer's gun. I say, this has a, this has a, this has a little, very tiny, minuscule piece of the true cross. It, it's covered in holy water. This is going to give us a real advantage on this sucker. And I shoot him with my holy water shell. Yes. Uh, possibility. <laughs> that was a six. Mm-hmm. And... A four. Which uh, so you the second roll is always a ten. So uh, that's a at least. It's a sixteen. So to that's my, plus three. Uh, plus three to my thirteen on that guy. So uh, so you're at uh, thirteen and plus the two from the bless. So you're at a fifteen. Fifteen. Um. So on the demon, uh, that's gonna be. I'm gonna play this. Oh, supporter. Ah. Plus three. Plus three to any other character's r- total. Uh, so you're actually at a 18. My profound thanks, Xavier. Uh, which will be enough to get you uh, one eternity die of extra damage. Oh. And I believe that the uh, holy water bullet does uh, something else as well. Uh, yeah. Plus two damage to evil creatures. Okay. And you rolled a four on the eternity die. So what's your total damage then? Total damage, so six, 20 total. 20. So over its... So here's the amazing thing. You have managed to clear its toughness. Uh, You don't have any armor piercing on that Slayer's gun, do you? No. You've managed to clear its toughness, but not by enough to do a wound. Oh, boy. This thing is strong, huh? So you did two points of shock to it. Okay. Okay. Is that, that, and did that, that include crush? the plus two from from the dex bonus? Yep. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It did. Shoot. Yeah. You are gonna have to. Yeah. That's a hot tamale. <laughs> uh, okay. Good job, fake. Good so, job. I have a question because I think I know what I want to do. Uh huh. Taunt. Mm-hmm. What effect does that have on a? monster so uh you're rolling against it uh and if you succeed you can put conditions on it so again it's either stymied or vulnerable oh okay so all of these interaction skills all the interaction skills do that same thing okay all they all work basically the same thing same way it's just the flavor of how they do it is different gotcha gotcha okay okay then never mind because i was hoping i could force it to attack me then I don't know what I'm doing, so I'll, I'll hold. I mean, if if you successfully taunt, I'm probably going to attack you. Okay, I'll just say that as the GM. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to do that. I'm going to taunt. I'm going to taunt at it. All right. Oh boy. It was nice knowing you, Professor. I'm going to I'm going to kind of point point at it, and I'm going to put thumb up on the nose and wiggle the fingers and yeah. be like, uh, Nina, Nina, Demon Wiener, and. Uh, <laughs> That's a really good taunt. They hate that. <laughs> my pos- possibility. My possibility. <laughs> Um, so close. And I'm going to play my drama card oh. as a second possibility. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Now we're getting just some Just kind of get these D20s here. rolling here. So uh, that is a 16 and a 14 is a 30. Uh-huh. So plus 9 to intimidate is, or to taunt is a 17. Okay, uh, I'm rolling really badly, so the demon is going to spend one of its possibilities. What? Oh, what? The plot thickens. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, to roll slightly better, but not by much. Uh, so I'm only at a plus one. Um, you said your total was what? Uh, 17. Um, so that is 
Good thing I spent that possibility. You will just barely get one condition. If I hadn't spent the possibility, you would have gotten two and possibly even other stuff going okay. on for me, which would be bad. So I, I saved myself a little bit, but you definitely get to make me either stymied or vulnerable. I'm going to make it vulnerable. Sounds good. And then furthermore, I'm going, now that I have like drawn its attention with my gangly uh, German arms, um, I'm going to plop a force field down. Nice. Sounds good. All right, so that's your second action, is, yes. is activating your force field. That's done. And then, so now I'm, I'm done, so. Great. Oh, Faye. Uh, pleasure, Tony. You do still have a second action, just so you know. Oh, sure, right. Um, so while Faye and Xavier, you are, <laughs> you also have two actions each. I'm I'm going to take two shots at this with, with the holy light. With the light given unto me by the most holy, I shall attack this demon that someone brought among us. Uh, by the way, uh, pleasure, Tony. You do su- successfully attacked, so you get a card. Right. This is not my fault. This is the fault of the cyber pope. The anti pope makes it so that this country summons demons. Magic is good. Anybody buying that? I, <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm in my force field. <laughs> Could you mouth mouth the words? Just look at me and mouth them real obviously, so that I can read. Anything that creates a monster that big for me to hunt, I think it's all right in my book. <laughs> And this is why I like to work alone. <laughs> All right. So ranged. Uh, so it's going to be an energy weapon strike. Yes. I'm going to spend a possibility. Mm-hmm. So you get another 10 yeah. on that. So that's. Wait, did I get a 14 or four? I, I think you bumped it when you okay. rolled. Yeah. Um, so, so you're at a 14. So 14. And laser is dex. So eight, so 22. Uh, no, so you, first of all, you find out the bonus. So 14 gives you a plus one. Right. And then that bonus applies to your skill. So that's, so your energy weapon of eight, right. plus you have two from the bless. Right. So you're at a 10. Right. And then I'm going to use that. Oh, Ooh. I see. Uh, you experience cyberpsychosis and add DX. Uh, so that's an eternity die to ranged and melee damage for the rest of the scene. Okay. Sure. Uh, it does increase your mishap range to two. True. But So first of all, we have to see if you hit. Did I hit? So a 10, I will tell you, is not going to hit its dodge, but you have this card here that you could use that would definitely allow you to hit it. All right, then I'll use it. Okay. I've used adrenaline. All right. So adrenaline is used. Uh, so you're now at 11, which will hit its dodge. All right. So uh, it's a 14 or, before the destiny. Uh, sorry, 13. You're at a 13, yep. which will hit its Before dodge. destiny. So, 15. 15 is not enough to pierce its toughness. Damn. It is a very tough, tough thing. Uh, but when you're close to its toughness without going over, uh, you still do one point of shock. So you do a Yay. point of shock. Uh, did you want to do another? Yes. Okay. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. It is also vulnerable. So Emotionally? No. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I was hoping I <laughs> really cut it to the core. With the, <laughs> Sorry. With the need we're we're demon we yeah. know. I'm going to take a second. <laughs> it just out. flashes back to its childhood growing <laughs> up. In the it's... in the locker room at Demon High School. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. So second attack. Looking around the magma showers. Slightly better. It's only negative two that time. I'm going to spend another possibility? Yes. I would. Better. Um, so zero. So but. you're at a 19. Yes. So that's a 19, which is plus six. So 15. Plus. Plus a two. Two. Yep. So 17. Mm-hmm. 
so that's going to be enough to hit it with an eternity die of damage, and you okay. get another eternity die of damage because you yeah. played you're the risking cosmic cyber psychosis. Because you're risking cyber psychosis. Uh, so that's an extra five onto your total damage, which is twenty-two. Twenty-two. So that is going to be enough to actually give it a wound. So it takes yeah, yeah, yes. So it takes two shock. Time to put and this a wound. freak down. Get back in that hole. You're, you're working at it. You're working at it. All Get right. Back in that uh, Faye. Okay. So I, I think uh, when she cast this spell initially, she took four shocks. So I feel like she was knocked to the ground by the force of this portal like opening. Yeah, I buy that. And as she sort of comes to her senses again, like through blurry eyes, she sees this massive demon towering over her. Uh, it, it like makes a lunge at her, but thankfully she's with the other storm knights and each of them like do these attacks. They don't really get through to it too much, but like they stop it enough for like her to scramble backwards away from the danger area before Xavier like shows up and fucking blasts it. <laughs> um, at this point, Faye has sort of regained her focus. Um, she's breathing heavily. She's looking at this horrible otherworldly creature and she's looking at her hand, the cyber arm. She like sort of uh, flexes it into a hard fist and she takes a deep breath to focus uh to try and pull another attack against it i am once again going to roll uh for my magic Mm -hmm. um i am definitely going to add inspiration yeah inspiration for the possibility of that because oh boy i would have summoned another demon (laughs) no we're only gonna summon one we're only gonna summon the one uh you would suffer more shock though if you mishap Oh my god! <laughs> Shall I give you a couple other d20s? I'm, I'll just ask. You know, I'm just, but uh, So that adds 10 because you did spend a possibility on That's it. That's true. So that is 13 right now, which is 1. That, so that attack does not do too well, I don't think. I don't think that'll even get through its so toughness. So your, your uh, magic is what? Um, your apportation skill is? So the value is... 12 uh so a 13 will hit uh also um and the blessing uh oh yeah that's true apportation unfortunately uses spirit so she doesn't benefit from that blessing on this shot so heretic (laughs) (laughs) am i using the value or the skill the value okay so 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 it's it's 12 plus this yeah okay plus one okay that will hit all right so what damage do i do then what is your damage Uh, Um, my damage is just 13 okay or 12 i'm sorry so that is just enough to make it take one shock. Okay. But we get two actions this turn, right? You do. She blasts it with magic. It like uh, you know, goes into the like center mass of this demon that unflinchingly is still walking forward, bearing down, I guess now on Switch, uh, who is like behind this force field feeling pretty good about her situation. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> Faye Faye again takes a deep breath. They are depending on you. And she focuses again for a second magic attack that narratively should do better than the first, but we'll see what the dice say. Okay, I rolled a 14 on that. I am definitely going to spend another possibility on this because we're not doing too much damage to this demon. Uh, That is another 14. So Uh, so that's 28. 28, 21. I'm going to say, do you have a card that could add any bonuses because you are 
almost to that second eternity die of damage. Okay. Well, I don't have a card that just legit adds a bonus. The card that I went with is idea, Eric. Uh-huh. So if there is a way, if, if this demon might perhaps be in a precarious situation, just tactically, mm-hmm. um, is there a way that I could like throw him into a chasm or oh, wait. I am sorry. I'm, I'm going to have you take that back because okay. you don't need to. I was not counting the vulnerable. Oh, we had the vulnerable. his emotional vulnerability. That's right. Emotional, because yes. of Neener Neener Demon Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I was not counting the vulnerable. So, yes, in fact, you do have two extra die of damage. Okay. Well, I will roll them now. Uh, the first one just pops up one. That's not very good. The second Ooh. one pops up one shot, though. So that's five plus. Oh, another one shot. Baby. Ten plus. Oh, okay. And so, that, that, so total that ends of 12. 12. A, yeah. Additional damage. A 12 additional on that's top of the 13. Very good. Or the 12. Yeah, so that's 24 whole damage coming uh, at it. That's quite good. Um, so that's so 24 over its toughness of 16 uh, is going to be enough. Oh, it's so close. Oh, if only uh, we'd had that extra damage. But you do get another wound in and a couple more shock. And it is definitely reeling. Now, you can see uh, it has taken enough shock to probably put any of you, almost any of you under, although uh, Xavier has a fair amount of shock. But this thing is taking quite a bit. Uh, but it is definitely getting there. It's getting close to, to being knocked over. I think I got the bullet that's All right. just going to put her over the edge. <laughs> All right. I, I reach into another satchel pocket in my duster, and I pull out a... Uh, uh, it's a it's a hot bullet, and I go ow, and I throw it in my other hand, ow, and I just throw it down the chamber on my. Is that just in your gun. pocket? Hey, yes, it's been really hot this whole time. <laughs> Didn't want to say anything, but now it's going to be really hot, and it's an explosive bullet, and I shoot it. <sighs> Not good. Okay, it's spending a possibility. Okay, death fourteen. Uh, 14... Is plus one. Plus one. And you have plus two for the bless. Okay. Uh, so... 17. No, I'm sorry. So you get the... Mm-hmm. You, the 14 die roll 14. becomes... You find the bonus from that first. One. So that's a one. Okay. So now you apply that to your skill. Skill is... 13. Okay. Now you apply the other bonuses to that. So the bless it makes it 15. 15. The vulnerable makes it 17. 17. Um, which is enough for an eternity die of damage on top of okay. what you're, whatever you're doing. And I'm also going to use a coup de gras. Oh, nice. Add three to the damage of a successful attack. So there one we go. So one eternity guy. One. Okay. So <laughs> one additional. Plus the plus three. Plus the from... three. Four. On top of the Winchester, or uh, on top of the Slayer's gun, which is 13, 17, plus the explosive shell damage, 15. Uh, explosive shell damage, I'm sorry, is what? Damage, 15. Oh, so that's that you start with that as your base. Start with that as the base. So 15, okay. 15 plus 15. 4. Plus 4. Yeah. 19. 19. Uh, that's so pretty that's, good. That should knock him down. Uh, hopefully. Oh, Eric. So close. Eric, oh, so boy. Close. We were so close last time. What happened? I don't know. It's going to get around on us. Oh, boy. Uh, so it just two shock is, is all you did. You didn't do a wound. <laughs> uh, and it is reeling, but it is very, it is holding itself together. And it is glaring at this scientist in this bubble of electricity. I'm just giving it. Demon Weaver. <laughs> Double deuces. <laughs> All of just all of this incoming uh, 
stuff is, is just enraging it. Uh, and it, it will go ahead and it's just going to take a swipe at you. I okay. think that's, uh, it is angry enough that that's, that's all it's going to do. Oh boy. <laughs> it's a fairly good roll. Uh, so that is plus three on the bonus and I have 15 unarmed combat, uh, total. So that's, what is your unarmed defense? Unarmed defense is eight. Okay, so it is just one over, so I will get an eternity die of damage on top of... Oh, you're lucky I only rolled a one. However, my strength is 14, uh, so I'm going to do 15 damage to you. Okay. What is your toughness? Seven. Uh, so that would be uh, a wound and two shock. Okay, and you're but taking I don't take wounds because I have a force field up. Uh, that it prevents wounds also? It says blocks wounds. Yes, it does. Um, so you do not take the wound. So I just, I stand there like Superman style with my, <laughs> uh, fists on my waist. And I just, like, I, you can't hear me from inside the force field because I've, <laughs> it's for, for whatever reason, metal. I've already established that it blocks sound. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you just watch me throw my head back and, <laughs> uh, laugh, uh, silently as the demons, like, gnarly, uh, grotesque, mud encrusted claws just like, skzz, like zap off of this electrical uh, repelling energy of my force field. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, we're going to we're going to keep going. You've almost taken it down, but uh, it does matter what the next round is. So go ahead and put one put another uh, drum uh, destiny card out. Oh yeah. As you like. Um also uh, who who attacked that I did not give a card to? Um you attacked, attacked. Uh, Faye attacked. God damn it! Um, I gave you a card. You gave me a card, and I, had, I didn't. I actually did not, did not attack. attack. Right, I, that's uh, right. You taunted, taunted, and uh, activated. Okay. Uh, so the next is here they come, and in a dramatic scene, here they come is actually heroes first. He's coming at you. I'm taking a shot. I'm tired mm-hmm. of this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Approved actions are intimidate and maneuver, but I think we'll probably want to finish this. Finish him off. <laughs> <laughs> Can I smite? Damn, there's no smite. There's no specific smite. You're kind of a positive priest, really. But it's a demon. Well, yeah. Right, so Flavor smite? eyeball it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, shall smite you with, thine, with mine laser. Uh, so you could use your forearm laser. That so that is a 10, ooh, so it actually Hail Marys. A so beam one. of light comes down to illuminate Xavier. 18. So 28. So that's without any. So it's plus nine. That's that will be quite good to my to my value. Uh, so plus nine to your value. So that's sixteen, uh, which becomes plus one. Uh, no, that's that's already oh, accounted. Okay. So then uh, you do have plus two from the bless. bless. So you're at an eighteen. Oh, bless is still active. Oh yeah. Yes. It's uh, she got an outstanding success, so it's uh, active for five minutes. Oh wow. my god! Holy yeah. cow! <laughs> I so, should have used my buffs at the beginning of this fight. Hit? Uh, oh, yes. Um, and okay. it'll be enough to hit. Uh, so right. you're at 18. Yes. Uh, so that'll be enough to hit with one eternity die of damage. Three, 17. Uh, so that will be enough to just do two shock, but two shock is enough to knock it down. It is still apparently alive, uh, but you have taken it out. You have KO'd it. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back next week with more Torg Eternity. If this episode got you interested in Torg Eternity, it will be coming to Kickstarter very soon, within the next few weeks. So be sure to watch One Shot for more information on the upcoming Torg Kickstarter. I want to take a quick moment here at the end of the show to apologize to the entire nation of France for my terrible accent. 
While you're waiting for the next episode in our Torg series, be sure to check out one of the other fine programs on the OneShot Network, like Backstory. Backstory is an ongoing series of interviews with some of the most compelling voices in the RPG and LARP community. Game designers, event organizers, role-playing scholars, and other fascinating people join host Alex Roberts for a deep dive into their current projects and visions for the future of role-playing. Entertaining and thought-provoking, Backstory brings something new and wonderful to your ears. No matter what your gaming background, be sure to check it out every other Thursday. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. This week, I'd like to talk about welcoming in refugees. In response to Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's use of chemical weapons against Syrian civilians, Donald Trump ordered a missile strike on a Syrian airbase. Trump justified his actions by claiming to be outraged by the use of chemical weapons against innocent people, including women and small children, and even beautiful little babies. However, Trump's alleged concern for Syrian lives is at odds with his policy decisions, including an executive order that banned Syrian refugees from entering the United States. While Trump ultimately removed this provision from a later version of the order due to pressure from the courts, Trump's initial stance proved that he does not support admission of Syrian refugees into this country. Now that the United States has begun military intervention in Syria, it is more urgent than ever that we provide asylum to the thousands of Syrians displaced by the violence and horrors of war. Thankfully, you can help. Call your representatives and urge them to support legislation to allow more Syrian refugees to seek asylum in the United States. For those who share my social anxieties, that sounds like a tall order. Thankfully, there's a site that can help you do it more easily. That's fivecalls.org. The numeral five, calls.org. At Five Calls, I found this issue summary, along with the contact information for my representatives, and a script to read while I'm on the phone with them. Calling only takes a couple of seconds out of your day, and it can make a huge difference to the world. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, be sure to look at Tight Pencils. Tight Pencils is a show that explores the process of making art and comics. Each episode, Matt and Kevin sit down with a maker, drawer, cartoonist, painter, or designer to find out more about their work and what inspires them to create. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Okay.